have a vision of where you want to be, but don't focus on where you want to be as much as where you focus on where you're at right now. And where wow. you're at right now is you get two likes per post on your fucking Facebook. You mm. need to fix that. Yeah. You're no, you can't, you can't be like, oh well, you know, Tech Nine doesn't do that, or oh well, you know, Bring Me the Horizon doesn't do that. You, oh yeah, duh, they don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. they they spend their time creating music and performing it. That's all they do. Well, all right, man. Well, here we are, man. Welcome, yeah. y'all. Welcome to Music Making Sense Podcast. I'm, I'm your co-host. Uh, I'm your co-host, KP. And you got my man, Harkos, with us. Yeah. Word. <laughs> so this is our first podcast, everybody. So just to let y'all know, this is our first podcast coming on at first time together. We decided to do it after we did a Zoom call with... Um, just kind of give y'all a little uh, update on who we are. We are music marketers. We were trained by the great Brandman Network, all right, China Contra Brand Agency. We both took the course, and um, we became music marketers, officially became music marketers. And um, we decided to come together and kind of not so much do what our do what our uh, our uh, mentors are doing, if we will, but we just decided to just come on and. Um, give our perspective as new music marketers in the game, give you guys what, what we do and how we approach things. And we'll talk about discussions, like we'll talk about music, we'll talk about creativity, content, all those things, business, and just give you guys our perspective on how we view, how we view things and what we do as music marketers and in our own brands. So, with that being said, uh, go ahead and tell a little bit about yourself, my man. Uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Up. And I just wanted to add in there, you know, uh, Brandman Network, their marketing executive course is pretty dope. But yeah. that's not where we learned all of our information. You know, uh, we both Facts. have many, many, many years dealing with all different kinds of things. And we've learned from all different kinds of angles and aspects. And I mean... For me specifically, I mean, YouTube is king uh, with education <laughs> because, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you can, you can find information pretty much on anything that you want, and then you can go from there and test it and decide if it's legit or if it's bullshit, right. you know, and then you just kind of have it as it is, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're both artists and we both want to help artists. Yeah. And that's just what we come down to, basically. I mean, you know, like he said, we started this because uh, we were on like a group call or whatever. And me and him just started just taking over the whole fucking call. So we're <laughs> like, well, shit, we'll start our own call. How about that? <laughs> so so it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is like the debut episode. So it is what it is. But I mean. You know, every every time we come here on an episode, we're going to talk about something specific, maybe multiple things specific, whatever is kind of top of mind, right. anything that we've dealt with throughout the week, any kind of, uh, you know, craziness that we happen to see on the Internet or whatever the situation is, anything that we can do that can possibly help somebody um, just through our videos, let alone working with us. I mean, it is what it is. And this is not uh, directly a way for us to market our own services but you know it is what it is i mean some of you are going to want to work with us because you like our approach on things or what have you and that's all fine and if you just take our information and you run with it and you do your own thing 100 percent independent then 
that's much love with that as well too i mean absolutely. me and him are both absolutely independent people and then we also try to help people as well too you know because the way i see things is that you know everybody always says like knowledge is knowledge is king knowledge is everything it is fact but you got to use it you know what i'm saying and I'm, and I'm not just talking about using it for yourself i mean use it for yourself yeah that's great but you need to use it for yourself and the benefit of others as well too because Absolutely. that's really where it's gonna that's really where it's gonna be is is right there is because if if you can use it to help yourself and you can use it to help others at the same time then that that's just like a, a 360 win, you know, and especially, you know, if you can do it and you can make some money off of it as well, too. I'm not talking about, you know, being Bill Gates rich. I'm just talking about being able to sustain your life however you want to by helping yourself do the things you want to do and also by helping other people get their goals and everything as well too that that's that's where i come from with all of this that's where i am with every skill that i have everything that i do it's to help me first you know just because it is what it is i mean you may call it selfish but it is what it is everybody's got to think of themselves first because if you if you don't feed yourself first you can't feed others you know and so i learn from myself and then i try to spread that information and help other people man you know that that's just that's it is what it is exactly and uh you know this first episode we're gonna get all the kinks worked out and shit like that but... <laughs> yeah we're gonna definitely do that but you know what chris yeah i was just thinking today man um one of the things I, i've been kind of like going through and just so we kind of get a little topic started is that um i've been going through this thing where it's you know, you know how we we build we for one thing with us as music marketers, one thing that we do, we have to build relationships, right? And it's important to always build those relationships. And one of the things that comes with that territory of building a relationship is at times you have to be honest with your artists and or the or your clients that you're working with. And that's where I feel like I'm at I'm at that I'm at that crossroad. I actually met that crossroad today. And I'm like in one of those days where it's like, I know for a fact that with my style and the way we, you know, and just how we do podcasts, just like like you said, how we kind of like we took over and just kind of had that, we just had that monologue and we were really we, we had that dial, we had a dialogue, like we really did, like when you and I talked, it was like that. And and you can see that, and it's funny, like when you when you're working with other artists, and I don't know if you've been experiencing this, but or if you've actually came across this crossroad yet, but it's at this point of you gotta be like you gotta be straight up honest with your client. And sometimes that is hard, especially if you develop develop a friendship, because in this business, that's we can develop those type of friendships, those relationships with with artists because we get to know them in ways that everybody, that a lot of people don't. So it's actually now to the point where it's like, you know, you 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 can tell them all these things, but then when you look in like, when you do things such as um, listen with your ears and not your heart and, and your eyes by looking at their brand first, then you start listening with your ears and you'd be like, wait a minute, this is the problem. 
right? And that's why I have brought up on one of my on, on one of my posts on Instagram about being able, you know, the, the, a lot of artists they want to focus on promotion and all that stuff, right? Putting the money into production and promotion and everything else, but sometimes the problem is their skill. That's what you I'm. You said they're scared or they're their skill. skill. Yeah, they're. Oh skilled. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're straight up skill. Like they, it's that. It's the problem. Like, and they don't. I don't think. And a lot of times with artists, they don't want to hear that. So, what's so so with that? Besides the fact that I'm, you know, you you, you got to straight up be honest with them. But what are some ways that you, if you were, if you're as a music marketer, how do you handle, or even as a artist development coach, how would you handle that? In your in your opinion, when it comes to that, when you're dealing with an artist with that, so for me personally, i i try to I try to stay on the other side of that line of friendship. So I try to keep things more business than friendship, because that that's where you get you, fucked up. Is that now? Is that now? I have to ask: Is that is that is that become easier or more difficult for you? Well, that's easy for me because of my personality, okay. but because <laughs> but, my personality is like introvert hermit. So it's very uh, easy for me to be like, all right, fuck the world. <laughs> and, and then done deal. You know what I'm saying? It is like, it's like, oh, you, you know, today you're here. Next day you're gone. You know, it's no big deal right. for me. Okay. But so, so there's that. But with the, when it comes to dealing with somebody and, and their skill issue, I, I just try to set it up to where I'm blunt as early as possible in the relationship. Um, because you know, any kind of any kind of inter relationship, whatever. The fuck? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I just had a thing on my screen saying that something was messed up. But anyway, yeah, any kind of interpersonal relationship that you're gonna have, it's going to have ups and downs and stuff like that. It is what it is. But whenever I'm dealing with people on a professional level, which is how I deal with most humans that I interact with in my life, I, I try to keep it straight to the point with them. And, right. and I, I don't, I try not to sugarcoat things. What I do. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> if I want to, yeah. If I want to give somebody a critique, what I'll usually do is I'll, I'll do what I call the sandwich method, which is where you say something positive, then something negative, then something positive, right? And it's so it's be a constructive about it, yeah, right, okay. yeah, exactly. But it's it's constructive all the way around. You're not just like kissing ass, shitting on him, kissing ass. You're actually <laughs> right. You're, you're actually you're actually helping them all around, you know. So you give praise where it's due. And where it's not due. Now it's it's a standard coaching method that I've learned through many different years and different places of being a, in management in general, like working at places and what have you, military, what all that shit. Else? Is is you know you just use the sandwich method whenever you're doing a coaching with people, and and it it tends to work pretty well, you know, because if you know if I gave you a compliment and then I gave you a critique and then a compliment right next, then that's still two compliments and one critique. And critiques always seem to hit a little harder. But if I'm dealing with somebody like an artist with skill, I I mean, I just tell them straight up. I'm like, you know, I, I was actually talking with an artist the other day that I'm going to start working with here soon. Why should I 
started technically working with, but he's from uh, Nigeria. And, um, yeah, he just randomly hit me up on Facebook the other day and he was very professional about wanting me to check out his music. Like he didn't know I'm a marketer or nothing like that. He hit me up on my personal page and everything. And, and so like a lot of times, you know, you know how it is. You accept a friend request and then all of a sudden you just get bombarded in your inbox with, you know, oh yeah, tap in here. Oh, listen to this, blah, 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 everything like that. Cause I mainly deal in hip hop space. And so people get crazy about it sometimes. And then a lot of times there's spam and all that shit too. But he came across very professional. And uh, so I checked out his stuff. You know, half the time I don't even check out people's stuff unless they come professional. He came professional and respectful and everything like that. And I checked it out. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I like this song. I don't really like that song. Um, But on this song, I do like, like, this one section of the video was kind of jacked up like a technical issue. Like it looked like something went wrong when it was uploading to YouTube or whatever, because it was all glitched out and it did not look uh, intentional at all. And so I I told him straight up, I'm like, Hey, you know, boom, 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 or whatever, you know? And he was like, well, what do you think about that other track? I was like, I didn't really like that other track very well. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, that's just me personally. It is what it is. This track right here hit a lot better. So, you know, in the scheme of things right there, you know, I told him like, Hey, I like this track, but there's this technical glitch on a video overall is dope though. And he's like, what do you think about the other one? Tell him I didn't like it, you know, cause I, I just didn't like it, you know? And then he sent me another track the other day, wanted me to check it out. And so I checked it out and I was like, I was like, so the vocals don't sound like they're mixed right on the hook. And he was like, oh, that's just me. You know, I'm still trying to practice like my, my hook, like singing type of thing on the hook. And I was like, that's perfectly fine, man. I get it. And I was like, it just, it sounds more in the background on the hook. And I was like, but the verse sounds all right. And so he was like, well, all right, let me talk to, you know, my engineer and stuff like that. Maybe he throw autotune on there to help out. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you, if you normally use autotune and throw it on there, I don't know why you try to without it, you know? And uh, but to he, listen to his never trying to probably he probably was like thinking to himself, like listening, and probably some older cat producer, probably like a Troy Taylor or something, probably hit him with the uh, use your gift that God gave you, you know what I'm saying? That right, sometimes singers do that, and, and it's like, well, if you can, because I'm kind of like that too, but I'm like, well, if you can manage it, y'all singing on an on, on auto tune, you can use some effects on it, then you know, go ahead. Because even I still, there are times I still have to. Right. Well, I mean, and and I get that, you know, not wanting to always use auto tune and you're wanting to to try to just be raw and real. And I completely agree with that because, you know, as an artist myself, whenever I throw it to my engineers for mixing and mastering and shit, I tell them just make my shit clean and crispy. You know, that that's just how (laughs) I want it, you know, clean and crispy. And then my ad libs are distant in the background type of situation or whatever, like I don't really like a lot of effects on my stuff or nothing like that. I just want it to sound raw and real. Like I'm talking to somebody, you know, right. and, 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 uh, you know, it, that, but so I, I get that aspect of it, but at the same time, like, you know, you got to have that quality with your shit. It's got to be even all the way around, you know, your hook can't sound kind of in the background and then your, your verse sound, you know mid-range you know yeah yeah i mean it wasn't even like all the way up front it was just only mid-range so it's like okay well both at least gotta sound mid-range and 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 the thing is too with that with that hook like that it it made it sound super super indie right 
So like there, there, you know, there's the there's the levels, right? So like you can be independent, you can be doing stuff, you you know, yourself and trying to trying to maximize doing as much stuff on your own as possible, right? But but there, you can hear the skill level, absolutely. And and so that's what I was trying to say. But you know, him being English as a second language, I'd had to try to keep it, you know, decent. I mean, like he hasn't had any issues where he didn't understand me. It's just I know it's got a second language barrier, and so I tried to not use slang as much as possible, stuff like that. And so right. for me, if I would have told him, I'm like, yo, that hook sounds super super indie. But the rest of it sounds mid. He'd been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Maybe I don't know, but well, I just kind of kept it as is. Maybe using that language to letting them know that it is because it's a universal thing where we kind of know what indie is. Mm-hmm. So if he, I think if you, I think probably saying that to him would have probably he'd probably been like, "Oh my goodness, he said this sounds super indie, right?" <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I don't know, man. But like, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So whenever I'm, I'm talking with anybody, you know. Uh, regardless on what level I'm at with this person. Like I said, this dude, like I'd only been talking to him maybe a day by the time I'm telling him raw, real shit. Actually, I told him within the first hour raw, real shit. Cause I told him, I'm like, I don't like that one. I like that one. And I, so I just try to start it out like that. You know, when you're trying to be super, super friendly with somebody at the beginning of the relationship and then shit kind of, you know, gets different as time goes on, that's when they start feeling different. You know, and so, right. you know, it, that that's that's one thing that I've learned from my time in sales and stuff like that as well, too, is like. I always go from a perspective of be raw and real, don't be salesy, if you throw out some kind of cheesy sales thing, make sure that it's known, hey, I'm being cheesy right now. <laughs> right. right. And, yeah. and then. <laughs> Right. And they resonate with that, too. They're like, oh, that's a good one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I like that. You know, stuff like that. Like I play with it, you know, and then like the whole sales process is purely consultative as opposed to coercive. You know, coercive is like, hey, I need you to sign right here. Come on, let's go ahead and get this done. And other than that, consultative, I'm like, hey, you know, yeah, I think you could do you could use this, this and this. Yeah, I got these other things over here, too. But you need to start out right here first or, or be like, Oh, you don't even need this beginner shit. You need to be up here right now. You know, you got to actually speak to the person, get to know what they're looking for, what they're working with. And then you can go from there. And that, that goes to any kind of sales, man. Consultative sales is where it's at when you're doing anything. And, and I mean, and that would be even my advice for artists when they're trying to, pitch their music to fans or a promoter or something like that you know if if you if you go in there begging and asking them for shit off jump then it's not gonna turn out good for you but if if you go yeah but if you go out there (laughs) and you be like yeah if you go out there and you just you just lay it out there you're just yeah. like, hey, yo, this is this is what it is, you know. You know, it's just like here, here's a crazy metaphor, right? I'm I'm full of these all the time. They pop pop in my head. So That's imagine you've been working, right? Exactly. So imagine, <laughs> <laughs> imagine you've been working out, right? You got your body kind of tight and everything like that. You may not be super ripped, but you know you're feeling good about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Guy, girl, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right, and right. and you're like, you know what? I need to go find something to cut up tonight, right? And you go downtown where everybody's at or whatever, and you just kind of take off your shirt and you're just kind of hanging out, walking around or whatever. You're just like flaunting your stuff. 
right. you're just sitting there flaunting it. You walk around, stuff like that. People are going to start coming up to you, right? And they're going to start interacting with you in some way, shape, or form. And then that's your in. Now, that obviously feels, hey, that's not too bad. However, on the flip side, if you were to go do the same thing, you take off your shirt and you start walking up to every person you find even moderately attractive and being like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What's up? What's up? You know, stuff like that. They're going to be like, oh, get the fuck away from me, dude. Put on a shirt. What the hell are you doing? You know, stuff like that. And so, and so, right. And so that's how it is whenever you're trying to market your stuff as well, too. You know, you don't want to go out in public, take your shirt off and start walking up trying to hug people. You know, right. you don't want to do that. And that's essentially what artists do whenever they're just like spam inboxing people. Yo, tap in. Yo, hit my shit. Like my shit. Oh, check this out. Oh, stream now. Blah, blah, blah. Share now. And everything like that. You're sitting here telling people like you're just sitting here just all up in people's face, man. It's like walking around, grabbing every chick's ass and everything like that with your shirt off being like, yo, what's up? Come on, let's go. You can't do that with people. Right. And it's the same. It's the same metaphor, whether you're trying to to get sexual relations or whether you're trying to get fans, you still have to approach it the same way. So you just got to put it out there. Right. And see what happens, you know, but you got to put it in front of the right people, you know, because, for instance, me. Right. If I were to take off my shirt and walk into a lesbian bar, odds are not going to get any bites. Right. Right. But if I were to walk into a straight one or even a a gay male one, I'm probably going to get bites. Right. Yeah. Just because I'm putting what people like in front of them, you know, so, you know, as a hip hop artist myself, if I'm sitting here trying to market my music to people who love Metallica, probably not going to work. Maybe one or two might be one or two. Yeah, right. Maybe one or two. Like, but other than that, a lot of people are going to be like, all right, man, uh, have a good day, you know, or just ignore. White guy thinking he's Eminem or something. Right. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just inherent. That's with, with, yeah. Yeah. So, that's just, well, that's just inherent as well too. And yeah, I've been dealing yeah. with that my whole life. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of like. It is what it me. is. Yeah. Well, that's like with me being in the, being into um, obscure, you know, abstract music. It's like the one thing that I face is being, being able to find that target audience but then it's like once you do and knowing what and it is like you got to know what to what to sell them what to you know what they want and the crazy thing is as i was as we were talking about earlier with me now with me i'm definitely like i'm a very extroverted person so i'm like i can and and understand i don't really have a problem with being with uh, with being flat out with people it's just you know, it's that thing where you are extroverted. And I'm saying this because I know this is something that I, I know that there are other extroverted um, marketers out there like myself. I know that the one thing that we have to do is just make sure, like you said, make sure we don't can't, you know, not, not sugarcoating the candy coating anything, right? That's one thing. And the fact that I grew up around you know, being that I've had coaches and I've been growing up and playing football and, and basketball, playing sports, getting that discipline, having those coaches around, that's something that I was like, okay, this is where I do shine. And especially with working with artists. Now, the funny thing is, is like with me, I get to that point where it's like, I get pumped up when I have to tell them because it's like at times it's like you sitting there, you like, You've been so cool and cool. And you know, you guys have a great, great, you know, connection. And then it's like, you know, that moment is going to come. 
And so it's like one of those things where I'm preparing myself and need for us as extroverted people, we have to learn to prepare ourselves for when we are about to get into those deep conversations. And that's why I ask you, because the fact that you are, you, like you said, you're an introverted hermit, so you can give a rat's ass. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so that's why I was like, okay, so you ask a person who's in, who, can, who has that opposite personality trait, but within the same, in the same field that you work in. And now it's like, yeah, I, I could totally understand that. And then like, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm able to relate on so many different levels, having that extroverted being extroverted so that's where for me it's like i have to be very much like knowing how like you said where it doesn't sound so backhanded but being where where it's constructive and you know just it's that thing of like we all say now keeping that same energy yeah you have to i mean you gotta try to keep that as as even keel as possible you know and i mean one one thing I always see artists do, especially in the hip hop space. So so in in hip hop, for those that don't know, it's very very egocentric. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're a one man band, you're a one man yeah. army, everything like that, and so your ego weighs really really heavy. Whereas if you have any kind of group, whether it's a band or anything like collective, that, yeah, yeah, some kind of collective, you got like four or five people. Yeah, the front person usually gets a lot more shine. Blah blah blah, but you know, you got everybody there. Right. Whereas with, with hip hop, it's, it's a one man show or woman and whatever. And, uh, that it's, it's, it's that kind of situation where the ego is so, so, so strong Mm -hmm. that I often tell people, I'm like, look, don't bitch about shit on your socials. Because if you do that, yeah, you're being raw and real but you're also showing people that you're throwing a fucking temper tantrum. You know what I'm saying? When people like, yeah, exactly. Like whenever I see it, I see it often where people are like, they'll post something, man, you know, a lot of y'all say you're down with me and blah, blah, blah. But you know, when it comes time for my new track, I get like seven plays the first week and yada, yada. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? man? (laughs) Like, are you serious? Like you're, you're, you think that's going to work? Like that's not gonna work, you know. I'm at all because nobody wants to be talked down to like that. And you know, if you're sitting there, if you're somebody who, you know, maybe you don't get on social media as often like I do, right? Right. And when you do get on, you see that person that you do like their music, you do like what they do, and the first thing you see, or maybe the second thing you see, is them bitching about not getting love on their new track, and you're just like, well, what the hell, you know? Like, <laughs> Come on, dude. You know, I I don't like I don't like that, man. So like I always tell people like, look, if you're going to be raw and real, you want to vent about some shit. Don't vent about your fans or potential fans or your supporters or nothing like that. You know, I like and if you're going to do it, do it in a specific way, because everybody can relate to the fact of you putting it out there and people not reciprocating, right? You're always trying to help people. People don't want to help you when you need it. People can relate to that. But if you're an artist, at least try to make it artistic. You know, if you're going out there full emotion on 200 out of 100, people are not going to relate. They're not going to, they're not going to, unless they're drama queens, they're not going to even engage, you know? And, and, and 
I just, I don't know. Like the reason that I started wanting to try to help artists is because I keep seeing people do it wrong. Yeah. You know, like I see people yeah. do things the wrong. I'm not saying I do everything right, but I see people doing things wrong, like yeah. hard really wrong, yeah. you know? And so like, you know, little background on me is in, in 2017, I was like, you know, I want to start a podcast. I'm not sure what I want to do. Well, I knew some up and coming artists that were trying to do their thing. And this is whenever I was still on kind of on a pause with me making my own personal music. And so like I was looking and I'm like, well, there's not really a platform for these people. Let me create one. So I created a podcast. It was like a radio show style podcast where I would just, you know, it was like a radio show. I would play okay. people's music and shit like that and put it out on all the platforms and everything. YouTube video with it and everything like that. And Anchor, you can do that, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used YouTube and then I use uh, Podbean to to distribute it all. But I uh, that's how I started. And I did that for like four years or whatever. I take a pause because I found that I started doing the same thing. I was putting stuff out there. I was trying to tag people and trying to get it to go. And I'm like, well, you know what? I need to learn how to actually market my shit right. because I'm sitting here, you know, I'm sitting here doing, you know, do an episode a week and then I bumped into two episodes a week. And then like, so I'm, then I, I kept trying to do different things. I even had it one time where I was doing five shows a week and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it, it would gain a little bit of traction, but I didn't know how to market it properly. You know? So I'm sitting here trying to help these artists. I don't know how to market it properly. I have a little bit of an idea, you know, a little bit of a leg up and everything like that. Right. But I know I was trying, but it also on the flip side, a lot of the artists that I was working with, even if people were watching my, you know, I had, I had people tuning in and stuff like that. The people that were tuning in, even if they liked a specific artist, half the time that artist would be operating off of a personal Facebook page with their legal name, not with their artist name. Yeah. They, they would have like a SoundCloud. They wouldn't really be on all the DSPs. They didn't really have like any kind of social presence as an artist or anything like right. that. They were, they were posting the same stuff that a regular Joe working at a factory would post when he hops on Facebook to kill time, taking a shit, you know, <laughs> that's what they, yeah. Yeah. that's what they Big were posting. Time. Right. Big and time. so, I saw that yeah, too. exactly. And so then I'm just like, I'm like, all right. So I, I have taken the last two years off two years mm -hmm. and i've taken multiple courses on marketing it's with influence i took one specifically with the influence on music and i took another one with just the influence of uh internet branding and online sales and marketing right, right? Now, which just, courses did you not what not just get on what courses did you take what were some of the courses that really so i took I can't remember exactly which one. I, I know it was version two of something okay. that um, Adam Ivy had. I can't remember the name. Cell of... Music. Yeah, Cell Music Mastermind yeah, too. Yeah, Masterclass. Yeah, yeah, Masterclass too. I took that, um, and then I also have taken. Uh, there's a there's another podcaster I know. His name is Jason Stapleton, and he. Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, and so he originally started out in like the libertarian political space. Mm -hmm. um, with a podcast. And then he transferred that over after a few years to being more of like, um, helping people become entrepreneurs or helping entrepreneurs grow and stuff like that. Right. And so I ended up taking, uh, actually multiple of his courses that he had for sale one time in a master 
collection and it had like a podcast domination course it had like iconic branding and building it had um online sales it had some how to build a subscription model everything like that and so like with with those two right there I learned a lot and I was able to start putting things together and I actually started putting together like an online course on like a plan of action on how artists should actually pre-plan before they even do anything. And like, I even, I even, I even have, I still have it to this day. Like my plan of attack is create a five to seven track EP, put out a music video for each one of those. Even if it's like a little handy cam looking video shoot or whatever, make Mm -hmm. it all creative. You don't have to spend a G on every video. You can do it with a cell phone. Like I learned how to, I learned how to use Premiere Pro and edit music, my own music videos and everything like that. You know, I, I shoot it on my phone and stuff like that. I got a digital camera now too, but I shot multiple videos on my phone. A lot of it's in the editing. I tell artists that all the time. They're like, I can't afford a, afford a, you know, thousand dollar music video with a videographer and stuff like that. I'm like, look, you can do this yourself if you take the time to learn, you know, and I took the time to learn. I took two years off from like, I was still making music, but I wasn't releasing anything. I wasn't on social media at all. By the time I finally came back on social media, I started posting and I was, I was only posting like a few times a week. And Mm -hmm. after like two weeks, Facebook ended up uh, temporarily banning my account for 30 days because it looked like suspicious activity because I had not been on in a year. And all of a sudden I come on and I'm posting multiple times a week, even though I was scheduling my posts. And so, so at the beginning of this year, from like all of January, when I was trying to promote my music and me coming back, Mm -hmm. my shit was on, on freeze on Facebook and Instagram. It was kind of fucked up, but but either way, what I recommend is is you do five to seven track EP, music video for each one, and you take some clips out of each one of those, right? And then that gives you, you can spread that out over six months right. for your content, right? You drop one music video approximately once a month, depends on how, if you got five or se- five, six or seven tracks, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. But that gives you approximately one new music video a month. You can post up three to four well you actually you should have four three to four it depends on how many how many how many weeks you do it you know because if you have seven tracks obviously you gotta do it like every three weeks instead of every four weeks right but you have one clip a different kind of clip each week for a promotion for that music and then you you schedule all of that out ahead of time mm. so you you sit there and you just put it all into the system because you've already got it created Right. Put it all in the system and you schedule it all out because I came up with that not only because I see a lot of major labels do the exact same thing. I know that they do it. And I've I've I pay attention to a lot of things and I've I've watched a lot of videos and everything like that to try to get that aspect. But also one of the biggest issues I see in the artists doing is they'll have some content and they'll as soon as they get it done, they post it out whether it's a, a audio only track, whether it's a video as well, anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it might be a month, two months before they get the next piece of content taken care of to where they can put it out, maybe even longer. Right. Right. And so that's why I tell people, Hey, get yourself six months worth of stuff up already, schedule it. And then you're good for the next six months where you can spend that next six months creating everything, getting all the wrinkles ironed out. And then by the time that next six months is done, boom, 
you're back off and you just schedule the next six months, post it, and then you're good to go. And then that will give you most of your, that will give you like all your promo stuff. Yeah. Right. And then all you have to do is come up with some other non-music related content that you can post a couple times a week, bare minimum, a couple times a week. And make sure socials. that it's to your brand. Make sure it sticks yep. with your brand. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and even even if it's something kind of new to you that you right. love and it's not something you've already introduced your fans to. Still great way to introduce it. them to it. Keep it. Exactly. Like, like, you know, I always trip people out. I'm probably gonna trip you out if you I don't think you've heard this yet, Coley, but I make hip hop music, but I also like going on morning walks out in the middle of the woods on the trails, and I like the garden, right? Nice. And so I use that as my content, non-music content. But mm -hmm. what I also do too is the way that I have my stuff is I throw in snippets of my music that fits whatever the clip is as well too. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so like whenever I'm like, for instance, whenever I'm doing my morning walks and stuff like that, if it's about, if, if during my morning walk, whenever I, I actually go out, like I vlog on my morning walk, like once a week or so, mm -hmm. I bring my phone out and I'm sitting there just whatever's on top of mine, I just go with it, whatever. And so like, if I'm sitting there talking about how, you know, I need to de-stress. I like my peace and everything like that. That's why I come out here in the middle of nature and everything like that. Right. Then, you know, I pop on one of my tracks, you know, that's about, you know, being, being, you know, by myself and like, you know, clearing my head and all that stuff, you know? And if I'm talking, like, I remember I had this, this one where I was talking about, um, you know, karma's a bitch and everything like that. Right. I was talking about how, you know, karma can come get you. You gotta make sure you keep your karma good. Well, I happen to have a track from me a few years back, like a few years back, right? Like three, four years ago, where in the line I said, Karma's a bitch, but I wife that hoe, right? And oh. so I I so I actually oh. right. And so I actually <laughs> like put that little snippet in there at right, the right. end, at the end of that little clip or whatever. And that clip was a promotion for one of my morning walks and stuff like that. So it's it's nice. it's so you know, you got it. I see artists do it too much too. They're like, I'm an artist. I need to tell people about my art. And it's like, yo, you need to tell people about you. You, exactly. And, and so I always tell people, I'm like, look, post at least double non-music stuff that you do double, that you do music stuff to your social yeah. media. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm talking about your branded social media content, not just your personal stuff, Our you know? Yeah. yeah. Your branded stuff, because that is where you will actually get people who fuck with you for real, not just people who are like, oh yeah, that track's hot. And then the next track you come out like, eh, it's not so much. And then they fall off, right? It's right. not people who like you just because you made a hot track. It's people because yeah, they they might have found you with your music or they might find you for something else that comes out of your mind, something you're spitting about current events or something you're spitting about, you know, a specific hobby that you got or something like that. You know, like I know, I know a hip hop artist who's like huge into anime. Well, uh -huh. anime, anime is growing like a motherfucker right now. So if he were to go so on, much. yeah. So like if he were to go on and be like, yo, I just saw that they're making blah, 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 right? Something anime, some new anime thing coming out or whatever. And he just keeps, and he just keeps talking about 
anime all the time, right? Like he talks about anime and then his music, he's talking about trap shit or something like that. It'll resonate with a lot of people and you'll have people that'll check the rock with you for different things. Yeah. Cause there's you know? an artist actually, um, it was shout out to Sharante over at the, at the network. Oh, yep. He, um, he showed us a video in our, um, in our, in our class, in one of our calls of an artist, rap artist who's, uh, who's in, um, doing anime. He's like yep. one of his niches and it's cool. Cause like for me, I'm into I'm into fitness. So I, I, I'm into like strongman and MMA and stuff like that. So I'm like I I started really incorporating that into my brand. And I remember when I was when I was a metal frontman, I started incorporating that like showing me doing like getting into training and martial arts and also getting into modeling. And it was funny because what I started seeing. And my band members were kind of tripping out on it, like, well, what is he doing? What is he doing? And one of our friends who worked with us straight up was like, um, what Coley is doing is fucking working, dude. So I don't know why you guys. And it was like, that was like in the early two, like 210, 2010s and stuff like that, right? When social yep. media started becoming that present. And it was like, I started using it in a way like, hey, showcasing who I am. And I started seeing the results. And the guys did too. And it was weird at that time. They didn't really know what to do with it. Right? They didn't know what to do. They were kind of right. like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And why are you being so political? And then when they started seeing it and it started fixing, they, they started associating it with our brand. And unfortunately, when you get into a band like that, and I'll tell you guys something too. When you get into a band especially, be careful and make sure that you guys are, are, are collective, like you were talking about. Make sure you guys are all on the same page when it comes to issues, non-music brand issues. Like if you're into poli if you're into if you're into social issues, if you're into politics, if you're into certain sports that may be controversial or maybe certain, you know, religion, things like that. Make sure you guys all have a talk about that before y'all start making a name for you be trying to make a name for yourself as a group or band or collective because that can really that that can detriment a whole that can kill your whole movement so making sure that you guys that's one thing i definitely want to say make sure that if you're doing that make sure you guys are all on the same page because it can cause mad turmoil and like you were saying yeah. with um and even with like the, the with rappers one thing, because only just because we kind of get, we're getting up there because I'm about to get ready to wrap it up, but and then you can get you a final word too. But um, but one thing I want to say to y'all rappers, and and it's just just a harp off what you said, Chris, with um, with um, the ego, right? The thing is this, y'all, and I mean I've been following rap since the '80s, since seven, like it'd be Sugar Hill Gang time, like for real. I'm up, I'm up there. Y'all can see the gray hair there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was intentional, honestly. <laughs> no, no, that's, that really grew that way. I was like, damn, that shit's cool, bro. So, <laughs> so, but the one thing is, like you were saying with the ego, is like, that's part of, that's braggadocious, being egocentric, that is part of hip-hop. And the thing is that you need to make sure and I don't care what race you are. Dame Dash said this about Eminem. He didn't just, he was, he was, he wasn't, it wasn't just about him being white. It was the fact that he was nice on the mic. And the thing is that if you are, if you're not nice, I don't care what race you are, where you from, if you ain't nice on the mic, 
you don't you you lost. I don't care. You 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 if you you can have cool hooks, you can have cool courses, but if them verses, if you're not riding that beat or in that pocket, it's done, it's a done deal. You might as well try to like what Biggie say, don't be mad. UPS is hiring nigga. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of a lot of people will do that too. I mean, the the ego is crazy, but but yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, man, it it doesn't matter until it like what matters is what you produce, what you put out there. You know, that's what matters. And so if if you're, you know, like you were saying about the collective, I agree that you kind of got to be on the same page, but at the same time, that's going to be hard to find people that are on the same page about everything, you know? And, but so that's well, you where you have your core values though. That's what I was right, saying. Right. Those yeah. Core, yeah. Core, core. Values. Yeah. That's yeah. What you want to make sure. Cause I mean, cause when you think about it within artists, our main core values are those, like there's those, there's morals, you mm. know, issues, those, those, those core, but religion, right. Where do we stand on religion? Where do we stand on politics? Where do we stand on, 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 on life in general? You got right. a job. All of those, those are things that do that that factor in, especially yeah, like yeah, no, that that kind of stuff does. But but even if even if you have some disagreements or whatever within the band, you you got to try to not have that feud public and try to not have a feud with it. Right. And so that that's then that's the hard part, you know. And that's where right. and that's where people in general just kind of it, it goes sideways with with a lot of people on that you know it, it is what it is but you just gotta but just just be you yeah you know just just be you you know that's that's uh-huh. what i've that's what i've learned you know because i mean on for real like whenever i was younger when i first started getting into hip-hop you know i thought you had to act a certain way you had to be a certain way everything like that that was and, hard for me too Right. And it wasn't it it wasn't until, you know, I got to a certain age. I think it was like my late 20s is when I was finally like, I'm just going to be me. And who am I? Well, I'm this. And then now I put that forward on the mic. You know, that's that's why I put it forward in my art It's like, hey, I'm me. You know, like this is me. Take it or leave it. And not everybody's going to rock with you. And a lot of people what they want to do is they think they got to have millions and millions of followers and stuff like that to be considered making it and stuff like that. And it's like, look, you're going to have so many people that are not going to rock with you trying to get millions and millions. It's not going to work, you know? And, 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 and the thing is too, is that a lot of people will compare themselves or their marketing method or whatever to a mainstream person. You know, I tell people, I tell people, I'm like, Hey, you know, you, know, you got to put out twice as much non-music stuff as music stuff and be real, like talk about some hobbies or whatever. Oh, well, Drake doesn't talk about his hobbies. No, it's because he doesn't fucking need to. You need to. Do you have millions of dollars for a marketing campaign per year? No, you don't. Okay, then shut the fuck up and do what I'm telling you, man. Exactly. It's like, dude, you know you can, you, you, dude, you can get, you can get a thousand true fans to spend five, on you that's five thousand dollars what are you tripping on 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too, is that like five bucks a month from a thousand people is $5,000 a month, right? Now you're not going to get that every month. You're not going to get that every month from the same five people, unless you happen to start a podcast off of one of your interests and you have it up on Patreon and you get a thousand followers on Patreon who have it subscribed to pay you five, 10, 15, 20, $50 a month or whatever, every single month on auto, you know, withdrawal, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I tell artists as well too, like, comedians are on that shit right now but i'm not seeing any music artists really on that right now some are but some some a lot of them aren't you know and so i always tell people i'm like look like i know this one artist he's from he's from brooklyn right i've known him for years i've worked with him on multiple tracks and everything like that he's from brooklyn and he loves like shoe game on point you know his fits are always on point everything like that and i'm like dude Put that out on the socials. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, and he puts out stuff that he's passionate about and stuff like that, whether it's a current events issue or whether it's something about hip hop or something like that. But, but I'm like, dude, fashion. I'm like, dude, that fashion, that's going to get a lot of people interested in you yeah. off jump right there. That's and I'm like, I'm like, dude, just have a podcast where you're talking about, you know, the fashion or whatever. You sit there. 20 30 minutes you ain't gotta go an hour you don't have to have guests or nothing like that if you don't want to just get up there do something like that you know and i tell people all the time find something put it out there and you and don't go hyper personal either a lot of people think oh i gotta bring my wife and kids in on this no you don't don't do that i I recommend you don't because then it's going to mess with their you know self-esteem self-confidence egos everything like that as well too keep that separate you know yeah, you may talk about a situation, but that's going to be separate. That's going to be off to the side and everything like that. But you're talking about your music. You got to let people know who you are. Like I said, you know, when if you sit there and you use the excuse, oh, well, you know, Metallica doesn't do that or, oh, Drake doesn't do that or oh, whoever, you know, whoever you see as a mainstream that you want to try to get up on that level, if that's where you want to go. Oh, they don't do that. Yeah. Well, look at the path that they took to get established, though. They they came up in a totally different time. We're talking about right now, 2023, and you're sitting over here with tens or hundreds or thousands of followers, right? And you want to double and triple, quadruple that. You're not even anywhere near hundreds of thousands of followers yet. That's why you're talking to me. And the sad part is that they're not even catering to those 10,000 that they have. Well, there's that too. Yeah. But but the the underground artists that I see that actually can build a cult like following are the ones who do exactly what I'm saying too. Exactly. You know, exactly. and that's the thing is that if you're starting close to the bottom or at the bottom, you can't be like, oh, well, I need to do what you know this major label artist does. It's like, okay, if you want to do that, look at his marketing budget what five million a year okay come up with five million a year and put it to work exactly how his marketing agency does it you can't because you can't compete with interscope working at the gas station or working at a factory or you know whatever you're doing you can't compete with interscope or whoever no you can't do it (laughs) you can't do it and you got to think about this they have millions of dollars that they spend for people who spend 40 to 60 hours a week as their full-time job promoting that specific artist right they have they have many many people that are paid a substantial salary a year to focus all of their time helping one artist get up 
right? A lot of team. They have you a can't team. do that, man. You can't oh. do that. I can't do that. Right I work. Now. I work a regular job as well too, right? And that's why I always tell artists too. I'm like, look, I work a regular job as well, and trying to make music and everything like that. And I got this and this and this and this and this and this. I listed off to some of these people, and they're like, yo, how do you have time? I'm like, cause you got to segment that shit, and you got to realize where you are. I may not have a lot of time, but I have more time than money. So I spend my time like the last two years educating myself to where now I can put those policies into practice on my own, where I can show substantial organic growth from posting raw, real shit on a regular schedule every single week, keeping it fresh, keeping it new, not doing the same old bullshit and reaching people with different varying interests and trying to pull them into a overall circle, right? In yeah. marketing, it's called casting the wide net. You cast a wide net and you pull in what you can Whatever catch off catch. of it, yeah. you know? And it, it you know, you're going to, that's how you got to build it. You got to build it through organic and then you throw some money behind it with some marketing dollars to do some promotion, to do some, you know, getting eyeballs on your stuff and everything like that. Exactly. That's that's what I always always tell people. It's like, look, yes, have a vision of where you want to be, but don't focus on where you want to be as much as where you focus on where you're at right now. And where wow. you're at right now is you get two likes per post on your fucking Facebook. You hmm. need to fix that. Yeah. You're no you can't you can't be like, oh well, you know, Tech Nine doesn't do that. Or oh well, you know, Bring me the horizon doesn't do that. You oh yeah, duh, they don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. they they spend their time creating music and performing it. That's yeah. all they do. They right? They don't do they the marketing. Yeah, exactly. They don't do the marketing because they have the whole fucking label working for yeah. them. You know, yeah. you don't have that. And then people are like, oh, well, I just need to get signed. Well, you can't get signed unless you can show your worth. Exactly. You know, and so I recommend people whether whether you're in the hip hop space or not, because that's one of the cool things about me and me and KP is that we come from like different backgrounds in a way to different things to make a meet up and say the exact same shit, just in different languages. Yeah. But I would recommend reading or listening on audiobook to 50 cents newest, like his book called, uh, it's something about get richer. It's not get richer, die trying, but it's get richer, get richer, or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, I saw it, it. is great mm -hmm. because he talks about from step one till today in that whole thing, and he lays it out and he talks about some great stuff. And that's that's what I gotta say on that. Do you have any? Uh, I can keep talking for hours, but we're gonna cut this off of here before it's yeah. four hour long podcast, man. But uh, <laughs> do you have any other pointers, man? Anything else you want to say for today to wrap up what we've been talking about today? Pretty much, man. You did, dude. You you, you dropped some gems, man. Uh, that was that was some serious. That was some serious heat. I was just uh, right. picking up that uh fifty cent just to get the idea of the um the book, what the name of the book is. Um, because I'm actually just looking at his uh Yeah, he's got another one called like 50 Laws of Power that he did with a Robert Green, but he's got one that he did by himself as well, too, that just came out a few months back. Yeah. I could look it up too. I can't remember the name of it though. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, we'll look at that. But um, but yeah, let's go ahead. Oh, there's books right here. 50 cent book. So you got 50 uh um, so you got Curtis Jackson. Books. 
50 yeah, hustle harder, hustle smarter. That's yeah, hustle what it harder, is. Hustle smarter. That's it. Yeah, I just no. talked to talked to Google real quick. Hustle harder, hustle smarter. That is dope because he's literally in that whole book. He's saying exactly to what to do: hustle hard, but hustle smart. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's that's what you have to do. Hundred percent. For sure, for sure. So yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this on up, y'all. Cause like he's like 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 Harco said, bro, we can we can get we can go we can go for four hours on this piece. Right. But there's um, gonna be more to come. We'll drop at least yeah. one of these a week. And uh yeah. Just yeah, uh if you got any questions or anything like that, drop it down below wherever you're watching this. Uh follow us on socials, everything like that. We're gonna get all that worked up here soon. But yeah. um yeah, all the details will be down here in the description. And y'all have a good one. All right, y'all. Y'all know who this is. This is money making pot money music making <laughs> money making sense podcast. Money making sense podcast. <laughs> got KP and Harcos over here. We Talk out, y'all. You can hear me clear as hell now, can you? Yeah, it's a little far back, but other than that, am I that far back? How about that? Yeah, it's just like a, it's a little echoey in the background for some reason. Okay, hold on. Let me. I know what to do. How's that? Uh, well, you're not even near your mic, so I don't know. Oh, you you just said I'm not near my mic, but you just heard me say it. How about like, that? Like I heard you, but like you still sound about the same because you're not even near your mic. <laughs>